Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the Christian Bay Podcast. Today, we have an interview for our Know Your Business series. And we have none other than Kyra the Stylist. Kyra, say hi. Hey, y'all. What's she? <laughs> so today, you guys know how we do the interviews. I'm just going to ask Kyra a few questions about her brand. And she's just going to drop a few gems. So grab your journals and let's get started. So first, Kyra, can you tell us about your brand, about your business, and just give us the full rundown of what you do? What I do is I transform women um, through their hair. I'm a hairstylist. Um, I love doing hair. I love making people look beautiful, feel beautiful. They are already beautiful. I just add a little bit of more beauty on top of the already beautiful. <laughs> but um, I specialize in weaves, um, hair extensions, um, installing them, lace front, lace wings, the whole nine, sew-ins. That's what I do. Um, yeah, I just, I do hair. I, I, I touch lives through hair. Okay, so you, you slay hair. She slays hair. <laughs> okay, so can you tell us, can you tell us the history of your business? Like, how did you get started? Um, so for a long time, hair was just a hobby for me. Like, I always, like, if you would have asked me, when I was doing hair like five years ago, if I was going to be a do- be doing hair, I'd be like, definitely not. Like, hair was just a side hustle for me, a way to make some quick money so I could just go have some fun, some fun money. Hair was fun money for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something I was really good at, and people were always asking me to do it, um, so I did it because they would ask me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, but I, I mean, it was something I love to do, but I just knew I was like, no, I, I can't do hair because I never saw like a full, like a full, I don't even want to call it a career. Like I didn't see like my life, my life could be revolved around this. Thing. Yeah. Like, um, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't see that. Um, so hair was always a little side hustle for me. Even from middle school, I was doing like my cousin's braids. High school, I was doing my own hair, my friend's hair, my mama, my auntie, sister's hair. College, um, it got a little bit more, a little more, bit more uh, strenuous because, you know, college, we be broke. <laughs> so I, I actually started advertising my hair, and I was doing um, people hair that I went to school with. Um, after college, still, just doing it on the side. My hair was always made. I would do one person, one person would tell one person. I had two people that doubled into four, eight, word spray. I wasn't even advertising it for real, but... Um, I was always doing it and working on the side. I'm a waitress, bartender. That was my main thing. I was going to be a bartender in Las Vegas. That was my dream. That was my dream. Wait a minute. I never heard about that dream. Yes, yes, girl. When we was in Vegas one time, I was talking with this bartender. He was an old guy. He was 62 years old. Bartending was all he knew. And I was like, this me. 
you are. What? This is what I'm about to be doing. I'm about to be a bartender in Vegas. Watch. What? So, <laughs> girl, girl, yeah, that was gonna be my life. But um, you know, some some circumstances happened in my life um that took me out of. I couldn't walk, I, girl. I was in a. I was involved in a shooting accident that um caused me to have to leave my job uh waitressing. Uh, and that's just that on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I couldn't work anymore. Uh, I couldn't walk. I was on crutches. Even before crutches, I, I had to uh, I had to like go through physical therapy to to walk again. Like I got I was shot in my lower backside. Um while you're pregnant, y'all, she was pregnant when she got shot. Like, she's trying to leave that part out. She was, like, six months pregnant and got shot in her back. And her baby's here. Like, she's trying to, like, give y'all a humble version of the testimony. No. She was carrying a baby and got shot. And alive. And the baby alive. Like. God. God. So, in the midst of all of that happening, that really unlock the door for your purpose and what he really wanted you to be doing yeah i mean because it was it was kind of it kind of had to happen that way because i was really just being stubborn i was i was turning down doing hair and like you know you know people ask me to do the hair and i'd be like i can't i'm working like mm-hmm. you know I, I, and i wasn't about to give up my hours at my job to do hair because i i had trusted in this job i knew this job i had a set schedule i was making good money and i knew them hours was gonna come i knew that money was gonna come so i was like no nah, i'm not gonna risk losing my job to do your hair so and there's so many oh, i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead, go ahead there's so many different points that you like touched on like I noticed one thing that I've been saying a lot lately is like entrepreneurship is really just having faith. Cause like you said, when you work and you do hours, you know, the money is coming. So it's really no faith in that. You don't have to guess, you know, what's coming when you put in this work, whereas doing hair, you have to, you don't know when the next client is going to book or if they're going to come back after that. It's just consistently having faith. Exactly. I had no faith. (laughs) And then another thing that you said that really stood out to me when you were like, um, doing hair was never what I wanted to do or never what I saw myself doing in the know, in one of the know your ministry interviews. Um, I think, I think it was me and Shanice Royer. We were talking about how sometimes you don't even know that like you're going into your calling or going into your purpose. Yeah. It was that interview because she said, she started ministering at 16 and she always knew. And I was saying, I didn't even know this is something that I wanted to do or something that I was called to do. So it's crazy sometimes that like your purpose in a way, sometimes it's something that you've been doing. Like I've been in groups, been helping people, but you just don't know it until God has to do something to sit you down and actually show you that this is what I have for you. And when God do it, baby, it be radical. Oh my God, you ain't even have to do all that. Like, dang, then you be like, I've been was trying to tell you. Exactly. And then you be like, okay. Like, I got it now. I bet you I got it now. Exactly. So, I mean, but it took me a while to figure that out. You know, I went through a a, a whole depression phase. And I just like, why me, Lord? Like, why did this have to happen to me? Like, I love my job. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, a couple months. Uh, after that, because it happened in August, end of August, so I think like I mean like right before I had my baby, so like beginning of November, 
like in October, beginning of November, like when it really like he had to reveal to me, he's like, I had to take you out of there mm-hmm. because you wasn't gonna leave. Yeah. And literally, like <laughs> one of my friends, she had she was going out of town. Well, my my client friend, she was going out of town, and she was like, I need my hair done. I was like, Girl, I'm on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> she was like so you can't do it <laughs> exactly you better pull up a chair look, look she like is it yes or no like exactly she's like so you can't do it I was like oh my gosh I, I, I was like okay I'm gonna do it and like I think that was like one of the I was literally like standing on one leg leaning on one crutch and um I had I had the surgery so I had to have like I had like a drainage bag attached to my wound it's just beeping girl you remember that I, was I remember like, she hated oh, that bag Y'all, <laughs> and it's like so the whole time I'm doing it, it's just like, <laughs> and I'm on one leg. But when I tell you, Jane, I slayed her hair. Like I just, I just like, I just had like a boost of energy because I was like so depressed. But after I did her hair, like I just like had like a, a renewal. Like I just felt like good as I did that because I was so sad for so long. I felt so good. I hadn't felt that good in so long. And like that's when God really told me like this is what I this is what I need you to be doing. Like this is what I wow. need you to be doing. And then like after that, like I was just like, okay, I'm about this wasn't that bad. My one my other leg good. I could do this on one leg, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so I just and my clientele grew. Like it just boom. Like after I did that out of nowhere. Like I was like, where are y'all coming from? Everybody want their hair done now. And like after that, that was just that on that. Like, <laughs> you know, the word, the word that I got from that was that God has to take us through a season of death in order to birth our purpose. Yeah. Because that's literally what it was. Like, it was like killing what's your expectations, killing uh-huh. your job, killing the old you. And in the uh-huh. midst of all of that dying, it's still a painful process because you were standing there with this beeping and it wasn't easy, but it was birthing uh-huh. your purpose and birthing something uh-huh. new. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I made so much money. They would typically be good. They felt so bad for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, and I feel like that was him showing you, like, you don't have to worry about that money that you was making at yeah. that job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you were so worried about not making this money. Look, I'm going to give you more, more. money. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So this yeah. this perfectly transitions us to the next question, which I feel like is already answered. But is God the CEO of your business? Yeah, definitely. God is the CEO of my business. He is the chief executive officer. He's a, he's more the C. He's more the CFO. Honestly, if I'm being very honest, he's more the founding mm-hmm. chief founding officer. He founded this. Um, sometimes I do get consumed in my business so much where I do forget to consult him. Because mm-hmm. me, don't, I come in contact with so many people. Like people be looking for me, asking questions, and sometimes I do, I do get tangled up in that and not tangled up in the person who founded it. So I can more, I can more confidently say he's a founding officer. I be sometimes I be firing. I can't even fire God. <laughs> Just <laughs> so stepping in his role. Yes, yes, basically. Mm-hmm. I'll be stepping on his toes a little bit. Um with the executive um aspect because I, I, I do I do get consumed and not and not, you know, consult with, with, with my dog. So when you <laughs> my dog. So when you find yourself being consumed or stepping into his role, what do you do to bring it back? I just remove myself. Yeah. 
I just, I just be like, all right, let me just step back. Let me just remove myself. Cause sometimes I feel like I have to be in it for it to be growing. Mm-hmm. And then I just be like, nah, I'm, 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 I'm moving wrong. So I just remove myself totally from the situation. I just, you know, instead of trying to balance it, I just go all the way to God. And I think, I, mean, I, I think that's the greatest act of faith because when it comes to like our brands and our business, we're, we become passionate about it. Like this is my right. baby. So of course I want to give it my all, but it's understanding that our all will never amount to God and what he has planned. So I feel like the ultimate sign of faith is when we do like step back and just release it. Yeah. And I have to, cause like, if I try to be like, okay, I've got my bad. Let me, let me, let me add you when it, it's not going to work. I just have to just let it go. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And like, okay, well now, now, now I have to go back to you to tell me what moves to make. Cause I've been making moves my own self, mm-hmm. and I, and I can tell, like, I can, I can ultimately tell, like, when it's when I'm making these moves and when God is making these moves. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's the outcome of it. It's the outcome of the movement. I can, it's like I can tell if if it was me or if it was God. Like, and when if it was me, I just be like, no, I don't even want that. <laughs> let me let me double back. Let me spin the block. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's what's next? So if you could think of one Bible verse to represent your brand and its morals or what it stands for, what would it be? Ooh. Even if you don't know the actual like verse or what book it's in, what does it say? Well, you know, my, I mean, my favorite, I, I mean, this is my favorite verse. Um, Matthew 5, 15, a city set on the hill cannot be hit. You are the light of the world, a city set on the hill cannot be hit. Because, like, I feel like when I when I when you get up on my chair and you are slave, like you cannot be hit. You are gonna see this slave, like it's 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 just like you are level lifted up. Like I just feel like after you sit in my chair and like my hands getting them hits and I pour into you and we just have a good time. We have a lot of energy and you go out and go and you leave my 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 shop. Mm-hmm. It's like you are a light. It's like a light and your hair is laid and so can't you can't hide that. Yeah. Hot that like the city on the hill cannot be here. You're on a hill now, you are elevated, you are a light, like if you are shining, sis. Go out to this world, pass out these business cards for me, <laughs> do a little marketing. <laughs> yes, like that, that's that, but um, it's not a Bible verse, but I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna find it in the Bible. But like, I just, I just, you know, Biggie said it, he was like, you know, for all the women in the place with style and grace, mm-hmm. like. You know, I'm tired of stylists. I'm your favorite stylist. And I just feel like style and grace is just like, I just love how you said that. I just, I haven't fully come into what it really means yet. Mm-hmm. Or what is God trying to say through that to me or in his word. But it's something about like you know, style and grace. Like, <laughs> you were just saying it this morning. But um, it's grace. Like, you have to have grace. With yeah. You. So many people come up in my chair. Like, I don't even know what they have going on. But I have grace for each and every woman who come in my chair. And I just pray they have grace for me and, like, to open up to to me and let me, you know, do their hair. Pour into them. Pour into them. Yeah. And like that. But, yeah, that's a, that's a, um, a music verse and a Bible verse. Look, mixed together. Style yeah. and grace. Okay. So the next question would be, what is the hardest part about running a business and what keeps you motivated to keep pushing? The hardest part about running a business is the hardest part about running a business. The hardest part for me about running my business is just 
not trying to be, I've been trying to be perfect. I've been trying, the hardest part about me, because there's so many hairstylists out here, is not comparing myself. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part for me is like looking at other people's work, looking at other people's hair, and I'd be like, dang, like they did good. They probably gonna go to them and not me. Like that's that's the hardest part for me is just is just having like fully having full trust in myself, in my hands, in my work, and knowing that if they come to me, it's like it's because they it's because they want to come to me. Yeah. Um. And what do I do to? To, like overcome that yeah keep argument, pushing and stay motivated is I just keep doing it I keep learning I keep elevating I keep growing because I feel like if I'm comparing myself it's because I feel like I'm not good enough and if I feel like I'm not good enough I just get better yeah and keep and working at it keep working at it keep learning keep growing so it's like if I feel like I'm not good enough I just I just get better like and that's just period if I, that's the only way I can feel like I'm good enough is to get better. I'm. A, I, I feel like it's a constant elevation process. Is to just keep getting better. Because yeah. The only reason I feel like I'm not good enough is because I'm at stagnant season. Mm-hmm. And what's what's your definition of a stagnant season for the listeners? Like a stagnant season is just like I'm not. I'm not pouring into myself. I'm not. I'm not learning anything new. I'm not working on something. I'm just being content at where I am at. If I'm being content, that's when I'm having too much time on my hands to look at other people. Right. And compare. And comparing. Yeah. But if I'm learning something, that means I'm not looking at them comparing. I'm looking at them and learning. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's different. Like, if I'm comparing myself, that's the enemy. That's the enemy. And that's me being stagnant. The enemy, you know, that you might be like uh, an idle mind is the, the enemy's playground. Play yeah. Yeah. That part, and I'm, I'm idle. I'm stagnant. I'm not doing nothing. But and that's the enemy just swinging on swing, monkey barn in my brain. Exactly. But, <laughs> <laughs> swinging on swings, monkey barn. I hope y'all write that down. <laughs> For real, like enemy just playing in my brain. But if I'm if I'm looking at somebody and I'm learning, then like I'm growing. I'm I'm elevating. Like. And one thing that in the Know Your Ministry interview with Jasmine M, we were talking about when it comes to other people in their lane or being called to do the same thing that you're called to do. And the main thing that we were focusing on or speaking on was that regardless if somebody is doing the same thing that you're doing, there's a specific audience that's only called to you. There's customers and clients that God placed just for you. They need you to do their hair. They need your words. It does not matter who do what better or who, because better is just an opinion word anyways. Better is based on opinion. Nobody has one set definition of what's better or what looks better or what's laid more. It all varies based on the person. So when it comes to your calling, when it comes to your business, it's important to just focus on what you have going on because you have to know that what God has for you, nobody else can get. Nobody else can step in that lane. Nobody else can take your clients. The only way that you can miss what God has for you or that you can miss your clients is if you stop doing what you're doing and start watching somebody else. Right. Because that's when you enter that stagnant season that you was just talking about because you don't take your eye off of the vision that God gave you, the purpose that God gave you because you're worrying about what somebody else is doing. You can't have their clients and they can't have yours. That's mine. Thank you. And it's like once you realize that and once you rest in that, it's just like 
that's just that on that. Cause we were speaking about that. Cause you know, like right now the trend or the wave is God and ministries and events and everything like that. Yeah. And we were touching on how it's just like, well, dang, how are you supposed to know what's the real from the fake? You don't focus on it. You don't focus on anything, but what's yours. What's your portion? What's your part? You do your part and let God worry about what everybody else doing or everybody else intentions and everything like that. So just focus on your clients, your lane, your purpose. So that was really good. And it really made me think about that. So the next question is, what's one thing that you accomplished in your business that surprised you? One thing that I accomplished in my business that surprised me. Mm -hmm. Like it shocked you. I'm still in shock and total awe that this is what I'm doing. And this is only what I'm doing. Like. Uh, I think that I can't I can't have another shocking aha moment than that. Like and it's been how long has it been now? It's been like uh oh what is it three it. years? Or full time like two years, because remember you went full time before Journey was born. So right, she's about yeah. to be two. So a little over two years, like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Girl, two and a half years, this is how I've been paying my bills. That's nuts to me i'm still in total awe like i go into my shop like i'm still in total awe that i have my, my own space like that I, I accomplished this and i invest in this all the time like i come out here like i'm out here now child i'm just looking around just like thank you god like this is mine it's god but it's through me like mm-hmm. it, it, god gave it to me so it's mine yeah but um like, I'm just telling you total awe that he chose me to do this for the rest of my life. Like, and it's like, I'm just looking around like, dang, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of something else that I accomplished that, like, I can't believe I accomplished except for that. Like, this is this is what I do. I accomplished. I, I, I opened myself up enough for God to reveal, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I had enough faith to do it mm-hmm. only. Like, it's been times where I be, like, looking for a job, and I be like, nah. Like, girl, you know, I just, okay, so I just moved out here to, um, girl, first of all, I'm a a military wife. So, if y'all don't know, military wife be all over the place. Uh I have no so in what I do or where I go or what's about to happen. It be times and seasons, weeks on months on months. I be alone with my my child my one-year-old so it'd be like i'm y'all i don't know where i'm going next i don't know what's gonna happen next but Mm -hmm. i just got here three months ago to virginia and like i'm still able to sustain like i came out here knowing nobody but like i'm but god like made it to where like i can still it, it still can happen for me like so i forgot where i was going with that what you were shocked about yeah, I'm, that's shocking enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked about all of it. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Like, I'm just coming to a city, like, coming to your city, making my city. Sis, like, yes. God brought me here. I'm, Sis. To here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in total awe. Like, cause I, that was a big fear of mine. Like, if I, I'm about to, I got to uproot everything. And being a hairstylist, since I hate leaving my clients because they, they mine. Girl, I had a praise break, y'all. Like, y'all heard the ending. Thank you, God. Like, 
like like I'm just I'm just total shocked like that that is just still unfolding like it's not anything specific it's just it's just everything it's all encompassing like I mean I'm still just in shock like that's good so the last question where do you see your business this time next year give me three goals that you want to have accomplished by this time next year by this time next year i want i mean like like my specific goals for your business okay well like i want to <laughs> by this time next year i want a shampoo bowl i need uh, I don't have a plumber come out here. He quoted me real high. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trusting that God, you know, provide and make the way for that happen because I, I love, I, as much as I love weave, I love natural hair. And I believe that beauty is inside and out. So real hair and weave need to be beautiful. So um, by this time next year, I want to have a shampoo bowl. In now, small. what is a shampoo bowl? Because I'm not a hairstylist. A shampoo bowl where I can wash people hair at. You know, you can oh, the, the, the big bowl in the back of the hair salon. Yeah. Okay. So I can wash people hair. Okay. Yeah. So I want to have that um that installed in my my little salon suite. Um, that's one goal. Another goal is I want to have an actual business account, mm-hmm. like like so that way, um, when I'm when I'm spending. It can only be come out of the business, of, yeah. Come out of the business account. So, like, I want to, like, I mean, I want to have more understanding about that and be able to execute it because I, I just want it, but I don't understand it really. But I know by this time next year, I have a full understanding of like a business account, business finances, and and things like that, like better money tracking and how it's coming in and where it's going out and stuff like that. Um, and then by this time next year, I'm gonna need an assistant. I'm gonna need a braider. I'm gonna need somebody to come help me. So you'll have a paid assistant by this time next year as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we're going to do. Writing that down and going to hold me accountable, Amy. <laughs> How you know I got a pen and paper? <laughs> you always have a pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I'm assistant. Like, okay. Am I just trying to do that pen and paper? Okay. Let me write this down real okay. quick. <laughs> Just gonna text me in six months. Be like, so what you? So what's know? up? Like, what's so up what's now? Like, <laughs> I sure am. I'm glad you. I wasn't even gonna say nothing, but I'm glad you know. I'm glad you know. So we're gonna pray over those three things. But before we pray over those three things, can you leave the audience with a word of advice and let them know where they can contact and connect with you? Um, so a word of advice, my main thing is when you like always enter everything that you are about to encounter, like anything that comes your way, big, small, massive, you know, awesome, destructive, have a sense of peace, always accomplish things with a sense of peace and knowing like, it's good. Like, good is going to come from it. Like, it, it will be good. Like, Cause y'all, she got shot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she got shot like, with a gun, a shotgun. Yeah, a shotgun. Like, that was a lot of bullets, bullets y'all. I, I got the picture. I got the picture. It's a, it was a lot of bullets, okay? <laughs> it was 350 of them. See? So, if she's telling you to have peace, have peace. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and, and everything. I feel like I feel like if I would have had peace, if I would have had a, like a better relationship with a guy, I could have handled it differently. But I don't. I wouldn't change anything about how long it took, how I had to handle it. But it, it helped me to know now to handle things with a sense with peace. Um. So that that'll be the main thing. It's just just do everything with the with the sense of peace. Like it's like don't don't let stuff get you all rattled up because. It, Rattling is you're not gonna you're not gonna get it accomplished as well or as good or as quickly as if you had if you were handling peacefully. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's my that's what I would leave. Um. Oh, also, what's another thing I gotta leave? Because okay, because as a hairstylist, like I said, I come in contact with a lot, a lot of people. And I'll constantly have to be guarded about who I let enter into my space because this is God's space. Yeah. So I just, I always, whatever you're doing, if you come in contact with people, things on the internet, email, just always be mindful. Always pray over your business. Keep it guarded. Like, because the enemy will try to come in in any form or fashion into, into, into your space, into whatever you do. So that's that's two things. I, like every time I have a client coming in, I be praying. I be out here, I be like, Lord, I'm about to do this hair, Lord. I pray that, that this is slay. I, I give my hands to you to do this slay, Lord, and I pray that I'm able to say the right thing to this girl. I, whatever the prayer is at that time that I pray, I always pray over my client who's coming in. That's um, good. So that's two things. Y'all can find me at Kyra the Stylist. That's my Instagram. Is K Y R H A the stylist. I'm y'all favorite stylist. Um my website is cardstylist.com, spelled the same way. And y'all can book from there. I sell hair. I do hair. I make custom wigs. Y'all check it out on my Instagram, even Facebook. So everything the same. Kyra the stylist. Lord the God said, um, I will make your name great. That's my name. It's gonna be great. I'm y'all favorite stylist. That's right. All right, so now we're about to pray over those three goals. You ready? Yeah. All right, y'all. So now we're about to pray over the three goals that Kyra said. Kyra, I just want to thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for dropping all the gems. I hope y'all had y'all journals because this was a powerful testimony. Like, y'all just got gems from somebody that got shot. Not 50 Cent. But Kyra, like Kyra the stylist, okay? Like she got shot, 350 bullets. So this is some excellent, six months pregnant and delivered the baby. The baby is healthy, if y'all want to know. It's nothing wrong with her. You know what my gynecologist told me? She told me I can't have no epidural because I got shot. I can take anything. So she said she wasn't going to give me no epidural, no nothing. Hello. Kyra the Hawk, okay, at this point. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> at this point. So, y'all, like, follow her on Instagram. I'm going to put her contact information in the description under the podcast. Go follow her. She also sells lashes. She also does eyebrow tinting. So, I know some of y'all are in Virginia. Check her out. She's in Hampton. And you guys will not regret it. All right, let's pray. 
Father God, first and foremost, I just want to thank you for blessing me with the opportunity and the privilege of knowing Kyra, Father God. I thank you for covering her, Father God, and everything that she's been through, Father God. You've blessed her with a powerful testimony that will touch people all over the world, Father God. I pray for her business, that you keep her your hand over her business, Father God, and continue to use her in a mighty way, Father God. Sometimes people begin or feel like the only way that you can be used by God is in ministry or on the pulpit or in the church, Father God, but you have people in their shops doing hair and her hand is a form of ministry, Father God. Her mouth is a form of ministry, Father God. So I just pray that you protect her and you protect her business at all costs, Father God. I pray that you hear today what we're praying, Father God. Your word says where two or more gathered, there you will be, Father God. So right now, I'm thanking you for the privilege of being able to intercede on Kyra's behalf. And I claim that in 2020, she will have her champagne bowl, Father God. I claim that in 2020, she will have full knowledge of business accounts and she will have a business account for her business, Kyra the Stylist, Father God. And lastly, I pray that she has an assistance, Father God, but not just any assistant, Father God, an assistant that is a woman of God, an assistant that also can give grace to each and every person that comes into Kyra's shop, Father God. We thank you for the opportunity to speak on this podcast because it is not mine, but it is yours, Father God. We thank you for all of the listeners and we pray that if only one person is touched, that they're touched by everything that we said. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Bye.